Hi, this is Francesca Diamori, and I'm here with the unbelievable Joey Young. We're talking today about the upcoming My Hollywood Pride that's taking place on January 22nd, 2022 in Bantam, Hollywood. This is going to be an amazing street festival, a collective of events that's presented by the Hollywood LGBTQ Plus Council. And what this festival is going to do is showcase the city of Hollywood's commitment to our community, the LGBTQ plus community. There'll be education, vendors, a youth zone, and entertainment. And Joey is part of this wonderful entertainment uh, lineup we have. Hi, Joey. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Francesca. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you at the festival and to share your amazing talent with us. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into the whole industry of entertainment and songwriting and just being fabulous. Well, thank you. I cannot accept that. But if coming from you, I can appreciate okay. it. <laughs> so, um, so my name is Joey Young. I'm a singer-songwriter from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, my background uh, in performing started when I was about eight or nine years old. And I did musical theater productions in a community theater And as I grew up around age 12, I started venturing into like voice lessons and strengthening my voice. And then around age 13, I had gotten into my school's choral program, which I was in for six years after that uh, until I graduated high school. And at that point, I had never really developed my abilities within writing songs. Um, But when I turned 16, a very dear close family member of mine, Francesca, you know very well, um, yeah. It was Andrea and she was actually, she used to live near Hollandale beach, Florida, near Hollywood, Florida. Uh, she had passed away when I was 16 unexpectedly. Uh, and it changed the direction of my entire life because my dream was always, and I quote it in my first song. Um, but I talk about how I was always planning to move to Florida with her and either be a flight attendant with her, which is what she did, or just live with her down there because I've always had such a deep love for Florida in my heart. So as the years went on after her passing and I really took time to develop and, and, and heal, I ended up writing a song called Human Race, which was my first ever released single. And I released that independently. And from there on out, I kind of just took my time and prepared myself. And over this last couple of years, I've released over five singles, a music video. I've been in an international music competition um, and I performed for a bunch of different events over Pittsburgh and you know, the area and been able to share my voice. So really it all started from, you know, fostering a gift I believe I was given and that it's my job to take care of and and nurture and grow. And because of my aunt, I can say that it really brought me to this place of believing in my talent in a way that I never did before. Well, I'm sure your aunt Andrea will be very proud of you and is very proud of you. And it's exciting that you'll be here in her backyard, you know, performing. (laughs) And Human Race is a really gorgeous, gorgeous song. The lyrics, uh, everything about it is just gorgeous. And it's very heartfelt. And your message in that song is just very inspirational and so real and honest. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I've known you for a long time and I really have loved seeing your evolution and seeing you turn your pain into art, which is what artists do basically, right? Of course. Yes, definitely. So you've turned your pain and all of your triumphs into your work. So tell us a little bit about Love Letter. 
<laughs> I love that. Listen, so I will tell you, um, ultimately this year, I'll tell you a little bit very quickly about another song. So the song called Scorpio, we recorded and wrote a record in one day and that was Scorpio. And it, uh, there was a little viral video of it on TikTok that I ended up pushing the release up of that. And that kind of created like this microchasm of this massive moment for me, uh, which then led somebody who was, um, a prominent figure in my life when I was younger, who Francesca knows very well about, um, they were somebody I like was like my first love, someone I really cared about. And they came back into my life at like, you know, the perfect opportune time of seeing me really chasing my dreams in a way that I really hadn't done before. And, you know, took advantage of the opportunities that I was getting and kind of was trying to ride off of that uh, success or, you know, popularity that was starting to build with me as I was, you know, building my resume and building my career. Uh, and as I kind of saw the writing on the wall with that, I felt this like insane pain after, you know, things didn't work out, you know, obviously wouldn't work out, but, um, I ended up writing the song. I flew out to LA, booked my ticket in like, I think it was like seven hours before the flight took off. And I went to LA, we worked on the record. It was with the same producer that I've worked with on, um, a few of my other records. His name is Cherry. Um, so we recorded and made a song called Love Letter. And it was, you know, this incredible empowerment anthem for me and for everyone that listens to it, because it really is me telling everybody that you might put so much love and, and respect and honor into, you know, people in a relationship or people in your life. But those, and sometimes when you do that, the reaction of that isn't always positive. And you do get put into positions where you really might put yourself second in order to put somebody that you always wanted to be with up first. And that song really holds such an importance to me because not only is it, you know, lyrically very real within my life, but it also has this feeling behind it, this energy and the cadence, you know, not only within the delivery of the lyrics, but in general with the entire song of just trying to remind people like tonight is your night. Don't allow someone to take that from you. Don't let anybody, you know, steal your joy because you deserve the best. And, you know, that's what I think about when I think of that record. It really has done a lot for me. That's amazing. If you're just joining us, this is Francesca Diamore, and I am chatting with Joey Young. And we're talking about the upcoming My Hollywood Pride. It's the inaugural festival taking place on January 22nd, 2022. And it's going to be an amazing street festival that the Hollywood LGBTQ plus council is uh, presenting. And we're basically showcasing the city of Hollywood's commitment to the LGBTQ plus community. At the festival, there'll be education, vendors, youth zone, lots of fun, um, just a merging of all people. And that's what Hollywood is about. You can follow us at My Hollywood Pride uh, on Facebook and also Instagram. So now back to you, Joey. I have a question about your song, Scorpio. I fell yes. in love with Scorpio the second <laughs> I heard it. I have watched that fabulous video at least 50 times. Yes, hashtag <laughs> I am a Joey Young groupie. I um, love that. <laughs> tell me about it. Tell us more about it. Oh my goodness. I have to say that Scorpio, obviously it might tie human race, but um, Scorpio is my most proudest achievement in my whole entire career. Uh, because before all of this happened, before I went to LA, so in April, I went out to LA and that's when I made Scorpio. 
So to give you a little backstory, um, from about August last year, because I graduated in 2020. So obviously a very tumultuous time. The school year ended, you know, due to the pandemic. And because of that, I was put into a position where I either had to choose to go to college, um, which I was going to pretty much become an artist. Um, that was my intention. Or it was either to go and work a job as a bank teller uh, in the meantime of trying to build my career. And within that experience, I ended up choosing to be the bank teller. It didn't work out for me. It was a horrible experience. I did a very bad job um, because I just wasn't connected to it. And with me, everything you know really aligns itself when it is artistically driven. So I spent about five months there left that place, um, had a lot of other difficult hardships that affected me um, with like losing my grandmother in December of 2020 uh, and many different other things that really affected me mentally. And after that point, um, I gave myself about a month. So around mid-January, exactly actually one of the days that I'm going to be in Florida, uh, January 21st, I started therapy and I did therapy twice a week. And I've done it for this almost the last entire year, twice a week, every week. Um, and really focused myself on building up the person that I once was, but building it in a way that is more, you know, important and, and stronger than I was before. Because I always say you have to turn dust into diamonds. Like you have to take every worst piece of problem of pain in your life and turn it into something that means something. Because at the end of the day, and another thing I always say is that I believe everyone's mission in life should be at least obviously there's more meaning behind it when it is something personal, but I believe that everybody should take the lessons that they've learned and help people going through what they went through easier than you did. So right. with all that being said, um, I took about four months and then in April I planned and I went to LA and I worked with this producer that I had worked with on my first record, human race, cherry again. Um, and we, cause he had moved out to um, LA at that point from Pittsburgh and we worked on a couple records and Scorpio was one of the last ones that we worked on. And ironically, it connects with this weird, like, again, like I said, microchasm, it is so true. Um, the day that we worked on it, I was actually on the phone with you, Francesca. It was yeah. the day of the Drag Race season 13 finale where Simone was crowned the winner. Now, of course, Simone is incredible. If it, for all of you who watch Drag Race, because I know you all do. Um, but God, <laughs> of course. Like my Yes, of course. But God, Mick was like my pick to win. Like I loved her so much. I was so inspired by her because just the story of a trans man doing drag, I felt like that is such an, a powerful message to share with a, a community that really does need to see that representation on TV. So sure. I was so inspired by her. Um, and I was actually beginning to write a song about my grandma that day. And we ended up scrapping it because I just couldn't do it. And I was like, I want to write a song about, you know, the misinterpretation or the misconceptions of being a Scorpio, like what everyone thinks a Scorpio is like, you're jealous, you're obsessive, you're crazy, you're manipulative. Like, I want to say all the things that anybody's ever told me to put me down and take those and kind of flip it on its head. And we ended up finishing the record that night. So we wrote the song, we made the beat, we recorded all of the vocals all within one day. And that is like wow. extremely crazy because we made That's four awesome. songs while I was there. Wow. That's the way yeah. it is with art, though. You know, some of the the most groundbreaking art music has been written on a napkin and recorded in the same day. You know, it's I yes. believe that's the flow of consciousness where you're so open to it that, you know, the energy of the universe just conspires with you and makes it happen. That's amazing. So tell us yeah. about Got Mick. 
Oh, yes. So we have to get into this because this also plays a massive, there's a huge 360 moment in my life at this point. So like I said, I was in LA. So we finished the record, right? Scorpio's done. I'm heartbroken that, dra- that um, got Mick lost Drag Race, um, but obviously happy for yeah. Simone because again, Simone's incredible. But so at this point, I'm on Instagram. My producer's finishing up like the last little touches on like the demo for Scorpio. And uh, we film a video of us dancing to it. I post it on TikTok um, and don't think much of it. But then I get um, a notification on my phone from Roscoe's, which is like a famous, you know, gay bar, restaurant, tavern type place um, in West Hollywood, which I'm 30 minutes away from at this point. And I saw a video posted of um, Got Mick, Rosé, and Candy Muse, who were all part of the top four of the season, walking into the restaurant. And of course, like, I, it didn't dawn on me at first. I was like, wait a minute, I'm 30 minutes away from this. Like, this is incredible. How could this be happening? I'm like, I need to go and like get an Uber and go there. The Uber was so expensive. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm leaving. We got to go and do this. Like, this is just like a moment I can't miss. Like, I need to meet God, Mick. So then at that point, um, we order the Uber. I then like 15 minutes into the Uber, like we're halfway there. I check and I see that the video was from four hours ago. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. We're going to end up here. We're going to, you know, we're not going to meet her. I was so sad, but I was like, whatever. We didn't eat. We need to eat something. So we start walking down West Hollywood and who do we see waiting for their Uber, right? Like 10 minutes after we got there, got Mick. Candy Muse and Rose all waiting at the front of the restaurant and I am feet away from her. And I am oh just like, God, that's amazing. <laughs> I listen, Francesca, you understood how, like, I was like, I love got Mick. I'm so obsessed. Uh, She's incredible. So to meet her, it was so crazy. I felt like, so just, you know, spiritually guided because at this point I'm like, you know, I'm tracing, I'm chasing a dream that a lot of people you know, don't believe in, or some people would think is, you know, foolish or, you know, because unless you show you them your potential, there's some people that'll never give you their approval or never give you the belief or the time of day. So within all that, with all that being said, I ended up meeting her. I went up to her and I was like, Hey, oh my goodness. Like, can I get a picture with you? Or can I get a video with you? Like I'm here and we do a video and we were like, uh, that's hot gorge, which is like her little catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, after this point, I'm shaking. I'm like, oh my God, I had no hair and makeup on anything. I looked like I was in a cute outfit, no hair and makeup. I was not prepared, but it was, I was going to make the best of it. So I was like, oh my God, you've like changed my life. I'm out here like recording music. Like I'm having this, like, you know, I, I'm, this is like, I was working in a bank. I was like over speaking hundred percent over telling her like shocked. Um, I then see Candy Muse. I get to get a picture with Candy Muse. Um, we walk away and then I didn't get to meet Rose at that time. And then I saw these like flowers on the side of the street. So I bought them and I gave them all a flower. And I was like, and I gave Rose a hug. I was like, you guys changed my life. I know you probably won't. I probably, I may never get to see you again, but I just want you to know that like I'm here. It took a lot for me to get here. A lot emotionally, mentally, physically, like financially. So like this moment really has changed my life and you have taken something that was just, you know, me trying to chase my dream and turn it on its head. So Absolutely. that was, that was me meeting got Nick, um, which is then, then crazy because this, again, the story continues to evolve. So at this point I was like, I need to post on TikTok that I met got Nick because this is crazy. I have an amazing video. So like I said before, 
I posted a video of us dancing to the demo of Scorpio. So then I ended up using that sound. So if anybody isn't familiar with TikTok, TikTok is like this really viral, massive app that is like blown up over the last two years or three years. Um, and I'm like very like popular, not like popular on the app, but like I like frequently use it. I'm such a big fan of the app and all of the creators. So as I made a video, I used the demo sound of Scorpio and I put it in the background of me and Got Mick talking. And it was so crazy because when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, this sounds like something that would be played at the club. And mm -hmm. it was like this, like this, like switch that went off in my brain and it like completely catapulted itself. It got like over, I think it was like 50,000 views in like one day. Um, and I was like shaking. It was so crazy. Um, the next morning I said, I told everybody, I was like, I'm not releasing this song unless we shoot a cover art in LA tonight, because I'm very big on like all of my cover arts. I want them to be very conceptual so that when you're looking at what I'm doing, it's not just, you know, something that is bland. So I was like, I have an idea for this character. I want his name to be Scorpio Joe. I want it to be red body latex jumpsuit um, or like a red latex like set um, and like really high, high red heels. I want to give that aesthetic of like this like super villain as I call him. Um, mm -hmm. And we were able to get a photographer that like drove two hours out. We were, we did the shoot for the cover art in my producer's driveway at night. So, um, and I had family out there, did my hair and makeup and, you know, I conceptualized the hair, like the Scorpio buns. And with all of that going forward, I ended up releasing the single, um, two weeks after I got home or like three weeks, something like that. And I performed at my first open stage and I won my first open stage. And, um, as that kind of unraveled itself, I got really consistent within performing within Pittsburgh and had, you know, amazing success with that. And, um, going forward, we filmed a video for Scorpio, which we referenced earlier, which is like, tells the story of me representing myself as like this super villain and then showing, you know, this super villain is me. I am the super villain. I am also a good person, like kind of just showing the dichotomy between both sides of myself and, um, really enjoying that experience. And of course I know this is long, but I'm telling you this story wraps itself up in a beautiful way. So cut to mid June. I have performed throughout the city probably like 20 to 30 times in the last month or two, like about like a month and a half. Um, so I'm performing at a, at, um, like a, an establishment and I'm like, I was like one of the top three in the open stage, whatever. I performed Scorpio. Uh, they played my music video for the first time, like on the monitors and the TVs, which wow. was crazy. Um, wow. so this is the part where it gets crazy. So I go over and I look at somebody is sitting behind the bar. And everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? I was like, who is that? And they were like, Rose is here from Drag Race season 13. Uh, nice. And I was like, wait a minute. You mean Rose, the one that I just met in April before I even had a single to put out, before I even did a music video, before I performed, you know, however many times. And I was like, there's no way. And I look and she's there and she was watching the show. So I was like, oh my goodness, because they were doing this drive and drag event um, I believe it was with Voss Productions or, you know, whatever. So they were there performing in the city uh, that next night and the day after. So I was like, oh my goodness, I need to go up and like say, hey, you changed my life and I'm performing at this event because of you and Got Mick and Candy Muse. Like you guys really are like the catalyst behind, you know, a lot of my belief in this record. 
Um, so then I went up, I got a picture, we talked, uh, and then I ended up giving her a, um, crew neck sweatshirt merch of my song. I only had mm-hmm. two in my car. So I gave one for her and then one for got Mick, who was also on the tour. Uh, and she wore it on her Instagram story and, um, really was just so supportive and just told me that like, the song sounds great. Like keep moving. You're, you're, you're doing everything you need to be doing. And, um, I ended up making a post about it and like did like a little, you know, showed a bunch of videos, me in the studio and then me, you know, turning everything, like I said, like dust into diamonds and got Mick liked the post that was tagged in. And I was just, it felt so incredible because I went from, you know, working in a bank in leaving the bank in December in 2020 to then taking four months to prepare myself for LA, then April recording the last day that we were recording, mainly meeting one of my idols, got Mick and all the other queens that I got to meet. Um, and then shoot to like two months later, after I've been hustling and working my butt off to get my name out there in the city, I then get to meet the person who was one of the people who were from the beginning with me at this moment of Scorpio and them validating what I'm doing as a creator and also like posting my merchandise on their social media of them wearing it. So it definitely holds a lot of significance. Those girls are incredible. I send them all my love forever, for always. You know, they really are such a huge part of my journey. Unbelievable. So I think it's kind of ironic that you try to work in a bank, but you filmed Scorpio in a bank vault, was it? Yes. Oh my goodness, (laughs) yes. I thought that was iconic, honestly. Because the building, and this is, again, this this plays into, you know, everything, nothing is a coincidence. But I, so the building that we, we filmed that in was in my hometown in McKeesport, which is about 20 minutes from the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was actually a building that the, the floor that we were in was a bank. It used to be a bank in the early 1900s. And f- like a few floors up, I think it was like the sixth floor, my grandfather on my dad's side had his dentist office in that building. And we filmed in that office. So like the Scorpio in general, it really holds like this, like crazy significance because there are so many Easter eggs in every lyric and every, you know, in the video that like, you wouldn't even notice, um, if I didn't tell you. So it really did. It was a perfect, I feel like it really wrapped up that chapter of me letting go of the bank by also looking so cute in eight inch heels and a black jumpsuit in a bank vault. I feel like it, it was perfect. I'm proud of it really iconic and <laughs> it's amazing you're just so so talented again if you're joining us i'm francesca diamore and i'm with joey young and joey is sharing uh, a lot about his talent and his journey and um you know, the fight to just be yourself and to push and move forward when you're an artist. Um, he's right. A lot of the times when you're an artist with an idea, a lot of people uh, are against it because they want you to do something like work in a bank or something that's stable or, you know, that sort of thing. But when you're an artist, you just have to you have to let the art run through you. If not, you're not putting your energy out there and it just leads to misery. But Joey is going to be performing on the main stage for My Hollywood Pride on January 22nd, 2022. And Joey will be on the main stage from 2.30 until 3.15 in downtown Hollywood on the 19th block of Hollywood Boulevard. 
So tell us a little bit what can be expected from your performance. Are you going to be doing some cover songs and some of your own songs? Tell us what what we're in store for, Joey. Oh my goodness. Okay. So as we already know, I talk a lot. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to share. <laughs> but yes, um, <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm definitely going to bring the most energetic show that you can see. I'm going to bring the vocals. I'm going to bring the looks. I'm going to, I will be doing a few cover songs, which I'm excited about because um, as Francesca knows, because of course, Francesca's seen my journey over how many years at this point. I mean, it, it has to be like <laughs> 17 years. It's been so long now. Um, yeah. And I started when I started performing live as an, a solo artist, I did covers. Um, I did open mics and I would do 30 minute sets. And that's really what really strengthened my voice that, and, you know, studying Mariah Carey, her voice and doing covers of her music. So, um, I'm so honored to be able to cover a few really great artists of songs that I'm inspired by that are some older and some newer, definitely ones that everyone's going to know. Uh, so that'll be great to share with everybody. And then on top of that, I of course have to bring you some of my, you know, best work that I've done yet, including maybe some stuff that you haven't heard yet. So um, I'm really excited because I think in general, what I want to bring to, you know, my Hollywood pride is my heart. And I want to share, um, if anything, the most important thing to me is to share my aunt's voice through me. Um, because I truthfully believe if she was able to be here right now, physically, she would be the first person in the front row of every show I'm in, especially one that's in her hometown, you know? So, for me, this show is so important, not only for the prospect of it being about pride and me, you know, really showing my true colors in an environment so accepting and loving and warm and also share my music, but it's important to honor, you know, the person who fostered my talent, who believed in me from the beginning and get to do that in her hometown. So I definitely will say you will hear human race indefinitely. I'm so excited and so honored to have the opportunity to perform for you guys and, you know, share her light through me in an event that I know that she would have been a part of. Wonderful. And I know she will be there in spirit and she absolutely will be and has been at every one of your performances. I know her light has always been there with you, Joey. So you had mentioned earlier that Mariah Carey is one of your inspirations. Who else do, have you gotten your inspiration from through the years? Oh, my goodness. Well, firstly, I have to say, you know, one of the main people that like I started really was inspired by as a child was Britney Spears. Um, I think she is such an incredible artist, such a credible, you know, visionary of her time. And I think that as I grew up, you know, my favorite video was toxic and oops, I did it again. Um, but I was so, you know, mesmerized by what femininity looked like in the frames of how she presented it and how she presented, you know, this growth into the world. So I definitely would say Britney Spears is somebody that like I grew up always idolizing. And of course, I mean, how could you not idolize and look up to and be inspired by someone like Gaga? You know, Lady Gaga is somebody that will always be um, a huge part of my journey, uh, being that, you know, her Super Bowl 51 halftime show is one of the biggest moments of my life. I, I remember watching it. And before that, I had like a few friends over and I did my own little Super Bowl halftime show in my living room. 
<laughs> and then of course a, you did. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I had a ladder. We had lights. I had little confetti strips. Like it was, it was obviously a moment. I wouldn't give them, I would give them at all. Um, right. but you know, I think Gaga is another person that really inspires me. I'm really inspired by people like Ariana Grande and SZA. SZA is a really, you know, amazing artist who really bridges that divide between a lot of like R&B soul music and Ariana similarly with R&B soul and pop, which I feel like is so such a big part of my, you know, discography and my music is, you know, doing the, you know, bridging that gap and doing things that are pop and then also doing things that are R&B soul, you know, letting my music and my voice guide itself into, you know, the next lane for me. So I definitely would say that those are some artists that I'm really truthfully inspired by and I'm excited to share some of their art at the show as well. That's so great. Well, Joey, I just want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to chat with us today. And we're looking forward again to seeing you at My Hollywood Pride on January 22nd of 2022. Uh, Joey will be on the main stage from 2.30 until 3.15, maybe a little bit over because he's got so much to share with us. We're not going (laughs) to kick him off the stage, that's for sure. So this is Francesca Diamori. I'm actually the entertainment director for My Hollywood Pride. And I'm also a board member of the Hollywood LGBTQ Plus Council. Uh, the council is presenting uh, My Hollywood Pride to showcase the city of Hollywood's commitment to the LGBTQ Plus community. You could visit our website at myhollywoodpride.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Once again, Joey, thank you so much for your time. And I'm just really looking forward to your performance and having you be part of this inaugural Pride Festivity Festival down in in Hollywood. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to have the opportunity and honored to be able to meet so many amazing people of Hollywood, Florida, especially within a community like ours and at an event like this. It's going to be a moment no one's going to want to miss. I agree. Until next time, everyone, live in love and authenticity. This is Francesca Diamore, sending you much love and light. If we give that special touch, we can find our way when we finally find the human race.